Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks, and we are going to continue our series on gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Father, as you kind of reminded me in our last episode, that sometimes we have this misnomer of gifts. Really what it is, is us preparing ourselves to receive the gift when it happens. So the analogy we used in our last episode was making the tunnel wider so that more can travel through the tunnel. And it's our responsibility to open the tunnel, to make the pathway to being to the Holy Spirit so that we can receive the gifts instowed upon us. Um, that the you know that obviously the, the Holy Spirit gives. So in this particular episode, we're going to specifically talk about knowledge. And knowledge is one of these things that can go a lot of different directions. You know, I have knowledge about how you're supposed to build things, what will physically work, how the water goes down the pipe so you never have to see it again, why it does that, and all of those types of basic knowledge things that I have that some people don't have, and you have sectors of knowledge that you know about that I don't know about. And Obviously, this being a specific gift from the Holy Spirit, I want to focus on the avenue in which word knowledge is meant from the faith and how it actually pertains here so that we can kind of focus in, give our minds the right direction and, you know, go down the correct path to help widen the tunnel. Yeah, thanks uh, for, for setting that up. And there are uh, three gifts of the Holy Spirit, really four uh, intellectual gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, understanding, counsel, and knowledge. And especially the three gifts of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge are a little bit, you, you can kind of find some different definitions of them going throughout the Christian tradition, uh, different doctors of the church, different theologians. Uh, different people uh, use them in different ways. And uh, so just to say, there's a, there's a little bit of fuzz uh, there. And I think the, uh, the most helpful way to understand it, and it's uh, the, the way that I, I conceive of it, you know, when you make a logical statement, there are, you have starting points, and then you have rules of reasoning and then you end up at conclusions. So it's just a very simple statement of how logic works. We have a starting point, a fact, and then we use a certain rule that, you know, if um, maybe addition, uh, one plus one is, you know, the sort of facts and then equals, there's an addition statement, uh, two, and then that's the kind of conclusion. So we move according to logical deduction along that way. And you could split apart wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in this way, except the conclusions understood by wisdom are divine conclusions. So what's the end of a human being? Uh, well, then you, uh, actually the end of a human being is to be one with God, is to be a saint. And so wisdom is really talking about how things are in their final analysis and their finality. It's talking about the, the conclusions, how we end up, uh, how things work out, um, where, where the landing place is, where the ultimate goal is, and understands God from God's perspective. God is the ultimate goal of all things. And so 
really helps us to understand God from God's perspective. Furthermore, wisdom is uh, the God is love. And so the landing place, the ultimate ending point of all things is love. And so wisdom is, is really helping us to see uh, th- the natural end of things. Uh, understanding are the principles by which we move towards that end. It's uh, kind of the underlying logic, how things progress and uh, gives us uh, an, an insight into all of that. And then knowledge is sort of like this, the starting point. So the, the, starting, the starting point, uh, the data is all of the stuff around us. So the, how, what creation is made up of, what we are made up of, and, uh, but really seeing that from God's perspective. If you remember in our previous episodes, I talked about how the gifts of the Holy Spirit are really God's own qualities. They're, they're the, the qualities of Jesus, we could say. They're, the, they're, they're divinity. And God's own qualities at work in us are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the starting points of creation, you know, when God sees creation, what does he see? Well, he doesn't just see uh, a plant or a rock or uh, an animal. He sees the, the emanations of his own love. He sees different qualities of his own, of his own divinity. He sees uh, a, a beauty and an intricacy. He sees also the the way that things fit together. Uh, so animals, you know, we I always think of this. Uh, I know when I was in elementary school or something, we talked about how the the Native Americans, you know, they'd use every part of a buffalo, you know, so they'd hunt the buffalo and like down to its fur and its fat and its bones and its whatever. They use every part of it, and it's like, and so that buffalo could really feed, clothe, and you know, give purpose to an entire tribe or something. And that's part of the purpose of the buffalo. So the, to see a buffalo as it is, is not just to see kind of its biological composition. That's what a biologist might look like, look at. Um, it's not just to see its, uh, its challenge in hunting. That's what a hunter might look at. But to see it as God sees it, well, God really provides that for, um, you know, to sustain our being and also for the sake of beauty, it has its own purpose. So anyway, to really see things as God sees them uh, is what knowledge is about. So it's, it's really a divine knowledge, a divine insight into, uh, into things, into created things, into um, creation, the things of this world. And so uh, now at the same time, knowledge is able to see the relative value of things. A buffalo is not an ultimate value. In, in the end analysis, there are not buffaloes. You know, the buffalo is, has a purpose. It's, uh, it's serving a particular end. It's, it's heading somewhere, which is namely God himself. Uh, and, and it's kind of getting us, it's helping, you know, maybe the uh, us or whatever the people that raise buffaloes or that slaughter them and sell them for tasty burgers or whatever it is it's moving them towards an end which has its ultimate fulfillment its ultimate destination in god and so knowledge is able to see the also the relative value of things but knowledge sees creation as god sees creation knowledge sees the starting points of uh, of of things as god sees them and then Understanding applies a logic to them, and wind, wisdom uncovers uh, the ultimate end of things. And so, those are more or less how those 
three intellectual gifts of the Holy Spirit fit together. And as you, you've gone through that, and I think one of the things that I have learned going through filming this cast with you over the last three plus years is that when people sit back and think about religion, you kind of get those objections that we got in the beginning of the last episode about piety, that it, it's not something that in general society is welcoming and open to. And the objection you get in this department is that there's there's no science, there's no practicality to it. And you just kind of outlined, outlaid the fact that this is one of the three elements of logic. You know, you have to, as you so put it, you have a fact, you have a working with a fact, and you have a conclusion. And that knowledge is the basis of the facts. I think that that's something that when we look as far as the practicality of the faith, that this is a large element of it in terms of recognizing what is the the facts and what is the value so that we can move forward with it. Now, obviously, this is a very um, specific mindset because it's coming from the perspective of God. It's not coming from the perspective of, of us as individuals saying that I need to get from point A to point B. So I need to get from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia. Well, the fact is, is that it's on the other side of the state. There's a lot of mountains in between and there's a lot of, a lot of stuff we get through. Well, those are all facts. And I think that, that the fact element of the faith is what keeps you grounded so that you can look at things from a practical measure, because no matter how you cut it, our faith is a very practical faith that the more in which we apply it, to our lives, the better our lives end up being. Sure, there can be challenges and struggles to get from point A to point B, and we all have these types of questions in our lives, but the facts coming from God are what's going to help us answer these out. So, you know, to, to come up with, with just an example I'm making off of the top of my head um, that I remember from our, uh, our marriage cla- um, class, uh, is it ever right to, to lie to, to your spouse? You know, when she says, did this taste good or did this taste bad? Well, you might have the first inkling to, to just go with it and just go, oh, it was great. Um, yeah, keep it coming. Or you might say, you know, tell her something that even though she spent four hours working on cooking in it, tell her the truth. Um, you know, it's that as a very kind of black and white option. But the knowledge base to keep us practically grounded in our faith, I think is something that's incredibly powerful and something that we can implement throughout our lives. So I, I don't want to go in, go in a wrong direction here or, or, or sidestep the importance of it. I just want to make sure that, that I am going in the right direction uh, because what I have found is, is the more we can apply it directly to our lives the bigger that tunnel can be and the easier it is to make the tunnel wider um, instead of just regularly doing stuff and hoping it works. Yeah, that's right. No, I think you, uh, I think you covered things well there, Joe, the uh, gift of knowledge, you know, I sort of focused on certain elements of creation, animals and plants and things like that. But um, you're you're so right in terms of uh, faith and morals that the gift of knowledge helps us to see things as God sees them. And so uh, even, even things like government and 
Um, uh, you know, what is the, because government's ultimately a man-made creation, although it has a, uh, has a foundation in God's plan. God invests authority in uh, government rulers, but God didn't sort of create democracy or create, um, you know, monarchy or create, I uh, certainly didn't create communism or socialism, um, you know, so God didn't create those things. Governments are man-made creations, but but the gift of knowledge helps us to see them for what they are, not just a, an opportunity for a power grab, not just a, an, an angle on the economic market, you know, but really uh, a system of, of rules and an application of authority that helps to ensure justice and create the environment for human thriving. And so the gift of knowledge helps us to see how those things fit together. Um, the gift of knowledge would also help us, I think more precisely the gift of, of counsel helps from, uh, you know, in terms of deciding human action. Uh, that's primarily, I left counsel out when I described those three because they fit together in their own well, way. But um, when I described knowledge and understanding and wisdom, they have their own kind of arc. But counsel applies specifically to human action. And uh, so it's just a little different realm. The, the point is, again, not to get super technical about all these gifts and to figure out what, what gift is operating at any particular moment. And, you know, nobody goes through life and goes, oh, that was the gift of knowledge. Oh, that was the gift of piety. Oh, I just used the gift of counsel today. I mean, that's, uh, that's not the goal and it's not a reality. We don't function that way. But it, it, it does help to see the, the various realms of knowledge and to understand that God does intervene in specific ways in order to help us and that we can become more available to that, more open to God's help, or we can be more closed to God's help. Uh, the effort to see as God sees opens that, that tunnel uh, and, and the effort, the, the determination to do it my way closes it. And so the more that we can open and make room for God, the better off we'll be. That'll even affect the way that we see the world, that we see uh, our government systems, that we see our companies and, and factories, that we see technology, that we see uh, maybe the, the initiatives uh, that, we're, that we're undertaking. We'll be able to see everything better. We'll be able to see the fingerprints of God in everything, and we'll be able to work according to his purposes better if we uh, try to, if we want to, if we invite him to be a part of it. Say a prayer before you start a meeting. Uh, say a prayer before you go out and, and uh, take a look at, at different elements of your life. This is a way of inviting God to be a part of it, not a prayer in a magical way, but really to be intentional about inviting God to be a concrete part of our lives. And um, so anyway, that's, uh, that, that's what we're looking towards for the the gift of knowledge, inviting the Lord in and helping us to know, um, to see things as he sees them. And I think the more that we exercise that, I think that it's one of these things, the more you learn, the more you realize what you don't know. And I take this as, as an example. Um, you know, we, we so often will just categorize people that we've never met and just say, Oh, this is how they are. This is, this is exactly who they are. But if, when you 
get down and actually start to know them, there's a lot more complexities and nuances than you ever could experience. Um, and we all come from this standpoint thing that we know ourselves better than anyone else. But as you start diving into that, you know, you can really start thinking, you know, what do I truly know about myself and, and what is going on there? You know, um, does anyone know why your eyes change? Um, why your hair grows, you know, how your actual blood pressure works, you know, stuff like this. That's just, you've had this body your whole life. Um, and, and you may not know how that works. So the takeaway I get from it is that inherently, the more that you're taking knowledge and these facts from the perspective of God, you are in the sense becoming more knowledgeable of him, but you also are becoming more knowledgeable of how much he has done and how much is there that you don't know yet and i think that that's one of the the elements of the faith of why we can still be having doctors of the church two thousand years into the faith the fact that there's always more to know the deeper you go with a microscope the better you can see something but it also leaves there's something deeper beyond the sea there's something more intricate and more there. And I think that that process is innately human. I mean, I think that, that that's something that, that we all try to discover on some level and we all try to, to, to learn more. And to do that, you have to be open to learning. You have to have an open mind. You, you can't say my perspective is is the way it is, so therefore I'm going to disregard these facts um, as far as what I want to hear or not want to hear. And I think that going through that process and that exercise of trying to to see the facts as from, from what God says it and not skew them into our personal narrative that I want to believe this person's a bad person, so I'm going to ignore all these other pieces of information and only focus on these couple of things that, that were bad or vice versa. And I think that, that the perspective of God, as you said, is it's, it's essentially an echo of his love coming back of us, going back to the Buffalo, you know, he created the Buffalo for us. And, and that is an echo of his love. And that's how he sees it. He doesn't see it as this big smelly thing that could run us over. Um, you know, he sees it as, as an echo of love. And, and as we try to see facts from that perspective, it opens us up. It makes that tunnel wider and it will ultimately put us into a better place overall. So I think that, that as we're talking about practical steps we can do to move forward, I think I just kind of stumbled upon it. Try to open up a perspective of not limited by our own eyes, but to be able to, to think as, as God is and to see the facts that, that God lays out. And obviously it's not easy. I mean, we just went through uh, in the month of August, a couple of gospel readings about Peter, Pope Peter, the first Pope, how he messed up at doing that. And, and you can see that outline that this isn't something that's easy or that you can truly master, but it's certainly something that making the attempt and learning how to get better at trying to learn things from God's view does have tremendous benefits in ways that probably are not describable. So with that being said, I want to give you the floor as, as 
you know, you're the master of this at the end of the day here. Mm. Well, none of us uh, master the gifts uh, of the Holy Spirit, as it were, but certainly uh, we can grow in, in our ability to receive them. And uh, the gift of knowledge is, is associated with two theological virtues, the virtue of faith and the virtue of hope. And the connection with the virtue of hope is quite interesting. The virtue of faith is a little bit more obvious. It's to be able to see as God sees. And faith is our capacity to receive divine revelation uh, about himself, about uh, God himself, for one thing, but uh, also about his creation, why he's created certain things. We, uh, we understand better the, the ultimate purpose of wine and bread when we understand the Eucharist. We understand the also the value of wood and trees when we understand the cross. We, we get to see through the eyes of faith more fully, uh, and the gift of knowledge uh, helps us with that. But it also helps us with, with hope. And the reason it helps us with hope is it sees the relative value of created things. So it helps us to place our hope in God rather than in things. Our tendency is to put our hope in a big bank account or to put our hope in the national government or to put our hope in uh, our insurance policies or to put our hope in the latest business deal. But the gift of knowledge helps us to see how relative all of those things are, that none of those things are, uh, are lasting. They're not, uh, they don't exist. They're not in contingent being. Uh, they, they are dependent on a lot of things that are out of our control and that can easily break down. And so certainly we can put our little hopes, as Pope Benedict described it. He says those things are our little hopes, and those are important. We don't need to downplay them either, but we need to place the great hope in God, who is the only one who is absolutely trustworthy and whose promises never fail. And so, again, that comes to us through the, the gift of knowledge to see the relative value, the passing value of created things, and then to place our real hope, the real weight of our lives only in God himself. And what a beautiful message to end today's episode with. So we, we hope that everyone can take this uh, episode and try to apply in their lives to be able to to open up that tunnel, to be able to be more open and receptive of this particular gift of the Holy Spirit of knowledge. So we thank everyone for being with us and we'll be with you here again next week.